Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. So glad to have you with us. Supposed to get really cold. I'm sure you've seen the weather forecast and warnings out there for later in the week, specifically Friday. But as we head into the holiday weekend, Christmas weekend, uh, be careful, be safe, make sure you're prepared. Uh, Looks like some dangerous wind chills. I know a lot of events, some of the holiday stuff getting canceled or postponed and I just saw a email from New Albany High School Uh, their Thursday game against Evansville Central has been moved to earlier in the day just to avoid any kind of conflict with any potential weather or uh, worsening temperature conditions so I'm sure we'll see more of that coming up as we move through the week but kind of crazy and I guess there's a chance I know it started off a pretty big chance for some snow uh, around Christmas I don't know that we have as big a chance for snow to, uh, today as what there was earlier last week, but uh, definitely some weather coming our way and some terrible temperatures coming our way as we move through the week. Uh, IU basketball game day, they will host Elon tonight, so we'll tell you more about that matchup. Of course, that is a 7 p.m. game, which means pregame coverage with the great Don Fisher begins at 6 p.m. here on the Big X. And before we get any more into that matchup, and we will here in just a bit, uh, after some really tough games, and I think some concerning moments, not just that Indiana's lost, but how they've lost. Uh, IU's going to play a team tonight, the Phoenix from Elon, that are 2-10 and 10 on the season, and they are 0-5 in road games so far this year. So if Indiana needed an opportunity for a sleeper to get back on track and maybe to build some confidence and to work on some things with the few non-conference opportunities that are still left in advance of Big Ten basketball. Uh, this is a gift tonight when Indiana hosts Elon in Bloomington. So more on that game coming up. Glad to have you with us, though. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. In segment one, we've got our daily headlines and probably the biggest thing to cover today in addition to tonight's game and a little preview is Mike Woodson did make some comments about Xavier Johnson last night on his weekly radio show, which, by the way, is carried each week here by the Big X about Xavier Johnson and an update on his health, his foot. Uh, and we'll tell you about what he had to say here in just a moment. Also, uh, later in the program today, We'll have Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He will join us as we take a look at the very latest with IU. We get you ready for this game day coming up, so stay with us for that a little bit later in the hour 
as well. And that's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's dive into the headlines. Well, before I do that, let me give you the daily reminder that uh, our Thornton's text line is open. It's always open during this show here on the Big X. You can send me a text. It could be your comments, your thoughts, a question from for one of our guests, whatever you want to send our way, you're welcome to do so. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito with any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards so you can earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Let's get into some headlines today. Probably nothing bigger uh, if you're an IU fan than the status of guard Xavier Johnson, a fifth-year point guard for this Indiana team that came to the IU program previously from Pittsburgh. He's in his second season with the Hoosiers. Last night on the Coach Woodson radio program, Coach Woodson said right now that they are still evaluating him. He said, quote, he's kind of day-to-day, just trying to see where he is right now. I think we'll know more, probably won't play Tuesday night against Elon so we'll probably know more Wednesday to see exactly where we are with him. So it sounds like that he definitely will miss tonight and uh, could be out for who knows, uh, but he listed him as day-to-day, and uh, that is concerning. I think Xavier Johnson I know is a frustrating player at times, but when he's missed big swaths of games, uh, of minutes, like the Arizona game or uh, obviously the second half plus in the uh, game against Kansas on Saturday – Indiana has struggled, and uh, so we'll see how Indiana handles the game tonight with him out uh, for the whole game for sure tonight, it sounds like. So uh, he started all 45 games since he's been at Indiana. He averages uh, 21.7 minutes per game, 11.6 points, right on the nose, five assists per game for Xavier Johnson, 3.6 rebounds per game, and 1.2 steals per game. Uh, in his time at Indiana. So fairly decent stat line for him, Uh, but he will be without uh, Johnson tonight. So you can see Jalen Huchifino and Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates all have a little different roles tonight with uh, Johnson out for the contest or at at least expected to be out for the contest tonight. That was the real takeaway from Coach Woodson's show last night. Interesting to hear him after losses to fifth-ranked Arizona and fourth-ranked Kansas, and obviously interested to interesting to hear him after Indiana has now lost three of its three of his of its last four games, uh, but still upbeat, still positive. Uh, talking about IU's struggles on the roads, he gave a real shout out to the fan base as well for their support out in Vegas, and obviously at Fog Allen as well, the very difficult place to play the home of the Jayhawks on Saturday. I thought it was interesting. He talked some about Trace Jackson Davis' struggle with double teams. Uh, that's obviously going to be something, double and even triple teams at times, that you're going to see throughout the rest of the season. There is no question about that. Uh, and he talked about the IU players accepting their roles. He said, quote, I got to figure out Geronimo and Malik Renew more in our rotation because I think they can help us. We've been playing 
so many big teams. And, of course, he talked about Xavier at Arizona. They had good bigs. It makes it tough for Geronimo to play in longer uh, minutes, longer spurts against those type of opponents. But definitely a lot of talk about Malik Renew as well last night on the program. So interesting to hear uh, from him after a couple key losses. And, of course, now getting ready for the Elon game tonight, which, again, is a big opportunity for Indiana to get back on track. It's uh, it's not definitely not uh, a, a marquee game. There's no question about that. The game tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off. I mentioned Elon 2-10 and 10 on the season. They are 0-5 in um, uh, road games this season. Elon is one of four sub-300 Ken Palm, those computer-rating opponents on the IU non-conference schedule. So essentially, this is one of the fourth uh, worst opponents Indiana is going to face in the regular season this year. There is absolutely no question about that. They are from the Colonial Athletic Association, and they are 0-10 against other Division One opponents this season. Their two wins so far this year have come against a Division Two team uh, and against uh, a Division Three team as well. They're coached by Billy Taylor. He should be somewhat of a familiar name to basketball fans here in the state. He played at Notre Dame from 1991 through 1995, previously was the head coach at Lehigh. He also was at Ball State and Belmont as well, uh, back to Notre Dame as an assistant. And then he had a short stint, I believe it was, in a, as an assistant coach at Iowa as well. They do have a balanced scoring attack, six players averaging between 9 and 13.2 points per game. So six guys that can score it, but again, it's going to be a different uh, opportunity, a different challenge for them tonight playing at Assembly Hall and going against the team at the high major level of college basketball like the Hoosiers are. Ken Palm projects Indiana to win by 29 points with a 99% chance of a Hoosier victory tonight. The Sagarin ratings have Indiana as a 20-point favorite, and I think I saw in FanDuel just a little earlier this morning that Indiana a 28-and-a-half-point favorite in this ballgame. One of two Indiana games this week before a 13-day break over Christmas for this IU program. And, of course, after the little holiday break, you could call it, Indiana will be at Iowa on Thursday, January 5th, and that will mark the start of a huge Big Ten slate of games the rest of the way where Indiana, even though I think they've got the potential to still be at or near the top of the conference, will be challenged game in and game out. It's a tough Big Ten conference. It's an extremely tough conference to play road games in. I think we all know that, that have followed this team and this league for some time. And uh, definitely a cupcake opponent tonight for the Hoosiers. Uh, Absolutely no question about that. One football note I wanted to mention today. IU 2023 verbal commit A.J. Thomas announced yesterday that he is flipping his commit from the Hoosiers to Tulane. He was committed to the IU program for three months, and he announced his uh, re- uh, his switch on Monday evening. And, of course, it makes sense. Tulane is much closer to home. Uh, no offense to IU football fans, but the program really has lost a lot of momentum. There's been some struggles with recruiting. And kind of interesting to watch players leaving for the transfer portal and uh, players potentially coming in to this program for next season. But Indiana loses out on Thomas, who's a three-star prospect and the number 928 overall player in the 2023 class and the number 87 ranked edge rusher in the class. So another offseason small blip for the IU football program. 
And uh, one other thing to mention as well, I know we talk a lot about high school basketball in this program, both locally and beyond. Um, there's plenty of local things to pay attention to, and I'm going to talk about a couple things here in just a moment. But uh, obviously, we also focus a lot on some of the big names in our state, and Indiana's recruiting all those guys like Trent Sicily and uh, Jalen Harrelson, and then uh, Flory Badunga has really bursted on the scene at Kokomo. I've seen some unbelievable highlight clips of him here with Kokomo in recent weeks. He is really playing good basketball, and his recruiting just continuing to blow up. He's only a junior so he's got some time between now and when he might make a decision. But a couple people have asked, you know, what, what's going on with Ja'Kai Newton? He's a 2023 signee, and he's not been playing. I did not realize this, but he has been injured. His team is down at the City of Palms, which is a very big holiday tournament down in Florida. But because of an injury, Ja'Kai Newton is not participating uh, in the game. He is out right now. Gabe Cups, his Centerville, Ohio team is very good. They lost to Cathedral back at Brownsburg earlier in the month. Uh, since then, they've been on a four-game winning streak. Gabe always posts good numbers and, as you can imagine, is a big leader for his Centerville, Ohio high school team. And don't forget, uh, here in just a bit, right after the Christmas holiday, Centerville will play at New Albany. That game is December 29th, so an opportunity for a little holiday showcase at the Doghouse. And uh, I don't know what type of game it'll be as far as competitive because Centerville is really good. They've got more than just Cups as a Division I level player. Uh, so they might be way too much for New Albany to handle. But nonetheless, IU fans will get a chance to see Cups live and in person on December 29th at New Albany. But uh, I know a couple people have asked about Ja'Kai Newton and some of the other IU targets, and there's a small update on him. Also, a couple notes about IU women's basketball. I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but they had an 87-24 to win over Moorhead State over the weekend to stay undefeated. That's right, Moorhead State scored just 24, 24 points in the complete game, a 63-point win for the IU women's team, and that 63-point cushion was the third largest ever in women's program history. So Indiana, with some injuries and moving through some of the early big non-conference stuff, continuing to roll as they get ready for Big Ten season. In fact, I was looking at the schedule this morning. Uh, IU women will take on Butler on Wednesday. That game is at Assembly Hall, so a little in-state battle before the holiday. And after that, it's Big Ten uh, games for Indiana. That is the last non-conference game of the season. Uh, and it should be a decent game. Butler is, does not have a great record, but they've played some good competition. And this should be a final test for Indiana uh, before they head into conference play. Number four ranked IU women. They're a perfect 11-0 and on the season for the first time since Coach Morin has been the head coach uh, at Indiana. So uh, big stuff from them and big, big expectations for the IU women as they enter the Big Ten season coming up here very soon. Also, uh, local stuff, IU, or let me say Providence basketball, they play tonight at Providence. Uh, the Pioneers will take on a uh, solid uh, Evansville Memorial team. That is a 7 o'clock game on this December 20th, Tuesday night for the Pioneers. Providence 3-2 and two on the season. Evansville Memorial 4-1 and one on the year. So it should be a good challenge for the Pioneers. Again, Providence is without 
Casey Kalen, but they've had a very solid showing so far this season. And I mentioned this at the top of the show, but New Albany scheduled to play a Thursday game against Evansville Central at home. It was initially scheduled to be an 8 p.m. tip-off for the varsity game, but an announcement from the school earlier this morning, that game is going to begin at 1.30 local time on Thursday. JV game will begin at 12 noon at the doghouse because they want to get in advance of any weather and dropping temperatures that are coming in here as we get closer and closer to the holiday. So that's a schedule change for you to note as uh, we head into the weekend with high school basketball. That's a look at our headlines here in this Tuesday edition of the program. Stay with us. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join and we'll chat IU hoops and a lot more uh, with Mike. Stay with us. This is a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program. Glad to have you with us. Uh, again, IU tonight, a 7 o'clock tip-off with Elon in a non-conference game. And Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is my guest. The Thornton's text line is open at number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And, Mike, I tell you what, not, a, not an exciting game tonight with Elon, but it may be just what the Hoosiers need after a couple tough losses and some really concerning moments for this team on the road. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's what they need or not, but it's it's certainly an opportunity to to break a bad stretch here. I mean, Elon on paper looks like a team that, that Indiana should cruise against, and after losing three out of four, um, you know, that, that they definitely <laughs> need to to have something go their way. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to, like, help them in the long run. I, I think, you know, we saw – a lot of games like this in November where, you know, it, it probably didn't do a whole heck of a lot to prepare Indiana for, for what was to come when the schedule got more difficult. But, you know, depending on how, I guess, how they go about utilizing this game, do they utilize it with, with more of the same with what we've seen so far, or do they try different things out? I mean, obviously one major different thing is going to be the starting lineup and, and how they address the absence of Xavier Johnson, but just overall, just things like, you know, how, how they're running their offense, you know, through the post, or did they try to go more perimeter oriented and pull Trace Jackson Davis out for pick and rolls and, and things like that. Um, there's a lot that they can work on and utilize from this game. So that, that'll be the more interesting part of it for me. Talking with, uh, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Another big thing was Xavier Johnson. We heard Coach Woodson last night uh, on Xavier Johnson and his injury. And, Mike, you cut out on me just a minute ago, so I hope I've got you here. But Xavier Johnson obviously went out with a foot injury in the first half of the Kansas game. Coach Woodson 
fairly open talking about it last night that he definitely has uh, an injury, definitely some concern there, and it sounds like things are day-to-day for Xavier Johnson, but he absolutely will not play in the game tonight is the takeaway from what Coach Woodson had to say last night. Yeah, he, he definitely said day-to-day. I think you know his, his later comment about you know if we get Xavier back was, was the more striking thing to me. I think at least it, it clearly put out the possibility that, that this thing is long-term. Um, I, I don't think anyone exactly knows yet. I think that there's some more medical analysis and, and treatment analysis that has to be decided, but, but I, I don't expect to see him back. Uh, for the Friday game either. I don't expect to see him back into Big Ten play, and it certainly wouldn't be surprising if it was, as Woodson said, a a longer-term situation for Xavier. You can't report on these kind of things, but I think I and a lot of people saw the uh, comment that that Woodson made to Bill Self in the handshake line uh, after the game, which he appeared, if if you're a lip reader, he appeared to say he broke it, which would... Suggest that self asked him how Xavier was doing, and that was the answer. So, um, you know, that's just lip reading on my part, not reporting. But that that that's consistent with a lot of the the noise and chatter that's out there, and you know, Woodson's comment that this could be, uh, you know, something that at least puts in question whether or not he can return this season. Mm, tough stuff for Indiana and for Xavier Johnson as well. You know, Xavier Johnson is an interesting player because. IU fans, when they sound off to me or on social media, Xavier was often the target of some of the frustration, but in times he didn't play, that Arizona game with foul problems obviously comes to mind. The second half plus some in the Kansas game on Saturday, Indiana's really struggled. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to argue that that Indiana could somehow be better off without Xavier Johnson. You're, you're absolutely right that you know he was the clear difference in the Arizona game. And if you go back and look at, you know, Indiana's two biggest wins of the year against Xavier and North Carolina, he, he was huge in both of those games, especially the Xavier game. But, but he played a significant role, overshadowed a bit by, by Hudson, but a very significant role in the North Carolina game, especially on the defensive end, which is, you know, I think if you're concerned about a, a, a drop off, it's more on that side. Although he provides such a unique, uh, aspect to the offense as well with his ability to, to turn a corner and to get downhill to, to get out and transition all, all things that I think are going to be uh, sorely missed without him you, you always think about okay what does this player do that's at an elite level that that, that you can't replace and, and those are the things that that I think with Xavier is going to be really hard um, I think if you look on the other side of it you know there's clearly an opportunity here um, Indiana was always in a kind of an awkward place uh, with, you know, kind of limited minutes in the rotation for guys like Tamar Bates and, and Trey Galloway and, and others in the backcourt that are now clearly opened up and clearly an opportunity for guys um, that, that, you know, maybe could have shined in a more substantial role now have that opportunity, especially Bates, who's, who's clearly been coming on here of late. I'm curious to see who they will actually start tonight because Bates was the one that started the second half at Kansas when it became clear that, that Johnson wasn't going to return. And that's a little bit different than what they did with when Hood Shafino was out. They started Trey Galloway every game. So that, that'll be something to watch tonight. But I think both of those guys, Bates and Galloway, 
stand to benefit a lot from the opportunity. So that'll be another interesting thing to watch is how they take advantage of it. And I would say that the health of Jalen hood Shafino, I know he struggled a bit against Kansas, but his back issues that he's had, him staying healthy and available to play is going to be even more important now. Oh, yeah, that, that's gone from, you know, ni- nice to have to kind of mission critical at this point. You know, I know Woodson has said multiple times that he he has allowed Bates and Galloway to take on primary ball handling duties to, to you know, kind of bolster that, that backcourt uh, in the event that injuries do happen. But uh, that, that's not their training. That's not their background, uh, you know. I think they could handle it in a pinch, assuming you're not playing against somebody that likes to pick up full court and really pressure you. Um, so, yeah, having Hood Shafino back, um, I thought, you know, other than maybe just a little bit of rust, uh, I thought he looked fine. He was moving fine on Saturday. So hopefully that's behind him. It does sound like that. that's something that bothered him back in high school as well. So it could flare back up. There's no way to know with as tricky as backs are. But, yeah, having him back and healthy, if there's one uh, silver lining in this whole thing, is that you know he came back right when Xavier went down. So that they do at least have a, a point guard to, to work with here. Talking with Mike Schumann of The Daily Hoosier. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com and follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier as well. Um, lots to, to think about here for this team tonight. Obviously, it's not going to be, I wouldn't think, a competitive game and definitely not a game that challenges Indiana. But, Mike, they've got a few of these opportunities left now between uh, here and the holidays to figure some of this stuff out because it's all Big Ten hoops the rest of the way from the Iowa game on. And I, I listened to Coach Woodson last night. He said that players are actually going to get a three- or four-day break during the holidays to go home and be with their families that he and Coach Marshall, the strength and conditioning coach, would have a plan for the players to follow while they're away. But that's interesting because I don't think Indiana players often have been able to leave Bloomington if they choose and have the opportunity to to go home and, and spend some time away for the holidays. Yeah, and I think that's in large part just because of the quirk in the schedule. You don't often see a full two-week layoff, um, which they have, and it's surrounded by the holidays. So. I don't think ordinarily, in my experience covering this team, I've not seen them have anything like that and therefore not have the opportunity. They might have gotten away or the players that are local might have gotten away and the guys that are from out of state you know, spend time with the coaches and everybody else in Bloomington. You see that kind of stuff. But to have a full two weeks, it does kind of make sense to give them some time to get home. Especially with the way things have gone here as late, everybody could probably use a little bit of a, a reboot and a fresh start. Um, so I, I think it's mostly just having this strange two-week layoff. I'll, I'll tell you that I'm not quite sure what to do with it myself. So <laughs> um, it's just a, an interesting and unique thing that happened with the schedule this year. Plenty to watch, Mike. Plenty to cover. I mentioned the IU women earlier today. They are rolling as they get ready to close out non-conference. I'm sure that. Uh, as much as committed to the IU coverage as you are, you can find some great content to put out even when the Hoosiers are away. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, and the IU women will be at the at the top of that list. A very impressive 60-something point win on, on Sunday. Um, and I, I think, you know, they're going to be – I think they play on Wednesday and then start Big Ten play as well. So you're, you're right. I, I will always find something to do on the IU front. 
Absolutely. Mike Schumann, my guest. Mike, let's go to the Thornton's text line. Texter says, I'd like your take on Tamar Bates. He appears to want to shoot whenever he catches a pass. I'm guessing that he shoots on at least half of his touches, whether it's a good shot or not. I would like to see his plus-minus score when he's on the floor. How do you see him? Yeah, I mean, the, I, I agree. I haven't looked at that number specifically. There are there are stats that track like how many possessions end with a certain player either shooting it or turning it over. I suspect the the texter is right. I suspect it's a pretty high number for Bates. But I don't feel like when I watch him, I don't feel like oh man, he's taking bad shots. I think he he came to Indiana with that reputation as a shot maker, as a guy that could create space and get create his own shots. And, and I see him doing that. Um, he, he does tend to take some long twos, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, you'd like to see him get to the rim a little bit more, but I don't think that that was ever kind of his calling card. He's, he's mostly been a, you know, perimeter oriented player who could, you know, create space and get shots off the dribble. And I, I honestly, you know, I think Indiana, especially with, Xavier Johnson out. I think Indiana is going to have to a little bit ride or die with that approach. They need shot makers, shot creators on the court. That's been a shortcoming of this team. You know, we talk about, you know, Trace Jackson Davis being dominant in the paint. You talk about what Xavier Johnson brings, what they've been lacking, you know, not this, not just this year, but in a lot of years prior is shot creators, guys that you can just put the ball in their hands and, and get a tough shot when you need it. Um, he seems like above everyone else on the team, the guy that can kind of take that on. Um, and we've seen flashes of it certainly here this year, but you know, maybe with Xavier Johnson out, you'll look for him to really step up and emerge into that, you know, primary scoring role that that'll certainly be something I'm, I'm watching for, you know, as long as this thing goes on with Johnson. Talking with Mike Schumann of the daily Hoosier, Mike, uh, looking ahead to the Big Ten, you know, Iowa and the rest of the way, it, it's going to be tough opponents. As you sit here ready for conference play after the holidays, is the Big Ten got a feeling that it's going to be better than you expected or about what you expected or maybe not as good as what you expected? What's your read on everything? Because there's been a ton of the big non-conference stuff has been played at this point. Uh, I'm curious your take on on the whole conference as we stand here really 10, 12 days away from the, the restart of conference play. I feel like Indiana and Purdue have kind of flipped in terms of what everybody expected. But beyond those two, I feel like we're pretty much on par. I think you and I and others talked before the season that it just kind of felt like there was, you know, this balance in the league, you know, one through nine, one through ten, where there didn't seem like there was a whole lot that that separated these teams. And that's what I see still to this day. I don't see a clear dominant team, you know, beyond perhaps Purdue. I mean, they are are obviously national number one, but just looking at the rest of the landscape of, of the, the conference, I don't feel like there's too many games on anyone's schedule where you think, man, there's just no way you're going to beat that team. I, I think by the same measure, there's not going to be too many easy games. I think even with Nebraska, um, you know, when they're full strength, they've proven to be a tough out. You know, maybe Minnesota and Northwestern are, are kind of in that conversation as well. But by and large, most of these games in this conference are just going to be tough games. They're going to be winnable games, but they're certainly going to be losable games as well. So I think it's going to come down to, you know, how healthy you are, how well coached you are, how well prepared you are. 
and how motivated you are to, to get through that grind and, and see who comes out on top. And I, I expect there's going to be a he- healthy bunch kind of in that 12, 12 and 8 to 8 and 12 range with a whole bunch of teams, you know, not really separating themselves. You know, we know the Big Ten's going to be tough, especially on the road. Coach Woodson said, going back to his radio show again last night, that he thought the Xavier game was the only road game this season that IU has started the game with a good mindset. He said they certainly didn't have that, was his exact quote against Arizona and Kansas. Is that concerning at all to hear that from the head coach, that before some of these big national-type games, Indiana didn't have the correct mindset going into a game like that that means so much? Yeah, and I the first thing I thought when he said that last night was, well, you, you fell behind to Xavier by, I forget the number, but it was, I think it was double figures in the first half in that game too. So if there was a mindset that was different in that game, it was just the ability to, to come back and not stop competing throughout the game. I think, you know, what separated Xavier and Arizona versus Kansas was just that. I mean, Indiana was just obviously never in it but yeah the the overarching aspect of it is very concerning i mean you, you can't get down by double figures on the road and expect to come back very often against high major competition i mean these environments are too tough the the you know the indiana is just not talented enough to consistently come back you know offense has never been their calling card and teams have clearly found a way to to limit them offensively by double teaming the post so that in and of itself makes coming back very hard when, when your offense is, is a bit challenged. And so, yeah, um, they, they've got to absolutely find answers and it's got to start on the defensive end and just being able to, you know, make teams score in the half court. They've been get, giving up a lot of transition points here of late and, and you know, if they can keep games close on the road, I think you got a shot because you do have guys like Jackson Davis that can get you a key bucket late. But, you know, if you're down by 10, 15, 20 points in the first half, forget about it. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, another player I wanted to bring up with you today that also got some decent time last night in Coach Woodson's radio show was Malik Renew. Uh, Coach Woodson mentioned he was trying to find more minutes for him. He said he had to figure out Ger- Geronimo and Renew specifically. But uh, he said Malik is searching right now. Um, he's got to get his motor better than what it is right now. Just a couple of his comments. He came on so strong after all the hype about Jalen hood Shafino. Really, those first couple games were more about Malik Renew, and Renew, excuse me, and it's been a little quiet from him since. Yeah, no doubt about it. Renew is a guy that played exceptionally well in that Xavier game. So you kind of got the feeling coming out of that game that the big stage, high major competition wasn't going to be a problem for him. But um, it's interesting that that Woodson referenced motor. I I can see where that's coming from. But at the same time, Renew has had a major problem with getting into quick foul trouble. And so somehow he's got to balance, you know, having a constant running motor but not having that turn into foul trouble. So it's a... You know, it's probably a speed of the game, um, you know, just the way the game's called at this level, um, you know, constantly having, you know, link that he's probably, you know, I know he played good competition in high school, but he didn't always face link like he sees on, on a night-to-night basis now. So there's an obvious adjustment. I don't think any of it's a concern. The, probably the bigger concern for me is just, 
you know, figuring out the roles for these guys. Like, uh, you know, Jackson Davis and Renew are, are very similar in the sense that their their scoring circle is really just in the paint at this point. You know, I know Renew can step out and shoot, but he hasn't really shown it on a consistent level. Ray Thompson's been hitting threes the last couple games, but but he, oh, by and large he's been limited to where he can score the ball. And Jordan Geronimo hasn't made anything from beyond the arc this year. So you got these guys with skill sets that, that you want to try to figure out how to utilize, but there's a lot of overlap in, in where they're able to score the ball. And all of it goes back to not creating a lot of good spacing for your best player in Jackson Davis. So it's a bit of a conundrum the way I see it right now for Woodson in terms of how to deal with those four and five spots. All right, Mike, let's uh, preview for just a moment tonight's game. We've said that it shouldn't be anything terribly exciting. It's hard to uh, promote a game when they're a two-win team that has not won on the road, and the two wins they have were against lower-level teams, not even Division One. Uh, but right. Division Two and Division Three, this Elon team is a program that is young, and they have really struggled this season. Yeah, I guess if you want to find something to, to hype it up and make it interesting, they only lost by 11 on the road to NC State. That was their only high major team they played all year. So that at least tells you that you know they can make things interesting against a, a respectable program. That's that's about all I got, really. I, I just you know you look at you look at the numbers for Elon, and it just seems to play right into to Indiana's strengths. They, Elon is a poor rebounding team that they give up a lot of block shots and they don't block a lot of shots. That, that just tells me this is going to be one of those games. Where if if Indiana wants to have Trace Jackson Davis dominate it, he will be able to dominate it. The question is, you know, do you try to use Jackson Davis in different ways for this game to prepare for what's coming in the Big Ten, or do you just let him dominate another game? I, I would go with trying different stuff because you know this isn't going to work in January. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Mike, also National Signing Day is it tomorrow for football? Am I right with that? I just saw that. The yes. Big Ten Network has a National Signing Day special. Coach Allen also has a press conference scheduled. Uh, am I crazy, or has there always been a signing day that begins right around the Christmas holiday? Yeah, I think it started maybe around 2018, if I'm not mistaken. It's called an early signing period, and then the traditional one's still in February. But the way it's worked ever since they started this early signing is that most schools are pretty much done. They've got their class in place and signed in December now, so... But yeah, I, I think Indiana is going to be a little bit of an exception to that because as it stands right now, they've only got uh, eight high school kids and a JUCO kid in their class. And I think the last time we asked Tom Allen about it, he wanted to have 12 to 15. So I think they'll still have quite a bit of work to do between tomorrow and into the traditional signing day in February. All right, Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. So much of what we talk about you could also read about at thedailyhoosier.com. And Mike is kind enough to chat about us, uh, chat with us about all this stuff Tuesdays on the program. Mike, have a great Christmas. We'll return on Tuesday of next week and uh, chat with you then. Look forward to it, Matt. You do the same. All right, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Thank you very much. We'll head to a commercial break and we'll come back with a final segment today as we wrap up this Tuesday program. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, We'll wrap things up with just a couple local notes here. And again, IU basketball tonight on the Big X. The pregame begins at 6 with Don Fisher. And you'll get the latest on injuries and starting lineup and hear from Coach Woodson and so much more in that hour. And, of course, tip off with the Elon game uh, at 7 o'clock tonight. So I know tickets easy to come by tonight and some of these Last couple non-conference games. Also, the kids are off on holiday break, so you'll see a lot of youngsters, I'm sure, there tonight. Maybe their first experience of a game at Assembly Hall. One local note I do want to mention, a shout-out to a former great girls basketball player here in the area, Mary Jo Noon of Jeffersonville. She was one of 18 women that have been named to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame's 2023 Silver anniversary team based on their outstanding accomplishments as a senior basketball player, which is 25 years ago. Seems like just yesterday I was a kid and she was playing at Jeffersonville High School. And so big honor for her. Lots of great names from that senior class. Uh, Mary Holt uh, Sable of Madison, uh, one of the other local players. And that really, from our immediate area of southern Indiana, the only two on the uh, women's silver anniversary team. But Of course, Mary Jo went on to Purdue and had a great college career as well. So congratulations to her on a big, big honor being on that silver anniversary team uh, voted on, put together by the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame is always a big deal. So she's just the latest of many, many players from our area uh, that in recent years have received that honor. Don't forget a big high school game tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, we will not broadcast the game because of the IU contest. But uh, Providence is at Evansville Memorial, 7 o'clock, the varsity game tonight. That should be a good one. The Pioneers at 3-2 on the season. Their losses to Brownstown, who's really good. Scottsburg, who's very good as well this season. Evansville Memorial, a 4-1 team. And without Casey Kalen, this will be a big challenge for Coach Miller's Pioneers. But a good one tonight. Kind of a light high school schedule this week. I mentioned New Albany and Evansville Central. That game is now going to be played in the afternoon on Thursday because of winter weather and just crazy temperatures that are coming in uh, on Thursday evening and moving into Friday as well. It's going to be crazy here in the area. Uh, But just a few games uh, across the area this week and then a little more activity next week once we get through Christmas, between Christmas and the new year, uh, some holiday basketball and some other things that – I know some of our local teams will will be participating in. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the show. Don't forget, if you miss our live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you will find us there. Again, IU tonight, 7 p.m. is tip-off. 6 o'clock is the pregame show, and I know somebody just asked me, where the game is at on television. I believe it's a Big Ten Network game tonight for those of you watching on television uh, from your house. And we'll be back Wednesday at 11. Uh, Let's see, Wednesday we have Dustin Dopirak of the 
Indianapolis Star will recap what should be an Indiana victory tonight. And then Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will be with us as well as we take a look at local sports and high school basketball and so much more. Have a great Tuesday. Stay warm. Get prepared for later in the week with those temperatures moving in and some potential weather as well. And I'll be back with you Wednesday at 11. Stay with us for that. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.